Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We were created in God's image, and when we treat each other with love and respect, we celebrate who God created us to be. Today on Better Together, Lisa Harper, Natalie Grant, Callie Halligenthal, Jada Edwards, and Julia Jeffress Sadler are joining us to discuss how to honor others. Come on, let's talk about it. One of my favorite old dead guys is uh, Bishop Irenaeus, the Bishop of Lyons. Mm -hmm. And he's who gave us the concept of Mago Dei, um, which is image of God in Latin. And he, he brought it from Genesis 1, 26 and 27, you know, where it says, do y'all mind if I read it? It says, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And I love that God tells us he's in us. Mm -hmm. Augustine says, only the Christian God is a perfect community unto himself. Mm -hmm. And based on that passage, Bishop Irenaeus, way back in the second century, said every single human being, regardless of race or gender or ethnicity or socioeconomic background, they bear God's image, yes. they bear God's thumbprint. And so it wasn't Brad and Angelina who started this idea of honoring other people. It was God himself. He said, everybody you rub shoulders with, everybody you work with, you snub, you exploit, all of them bear my thumbprint. And I think if we start there, I went through a season of just having a really hard time on planes. All y'all travel a lot. And some people viewing today may not know the FAA has changed plane seats, y'all, and they're exactly the width of Giselle's rear end. <laughs> now. They're about, about 12 inches, about 12 inches across. And There's so no margin. I just, yeah, There's just no margin. teeny, teeny tiny, no margin. And I can't see it, but I'm convinced there's a tattoo on my forehead that says, please, if you're a large man with really bad hygiene, sit right next to me and take my armrest. And it just happens every time. And so I got in the season and I fly a lot and I got in the season of dreading flying. I just hated being crammed in those seats on those, on those aluminum tubes and sit next to people all up in my private space. And it's like the Lord said, I want you to practice Imago Day. I want you to start looking at the people who walk next to you, who steal your armrest, who whack you in the head when they're putting their stuff in the overhead bin. I want you to start looking for my thumbprint. And it shifted yeah. my experience on planes. I found myself almost going, I'm going to find Jesus in that woman. Mm-hmm. She's given every single person on this flight a dirty look. <laughs> she is a grumpy pig, but I'm going to find God's thumbprint. And it helped me go right. from kind of almost um, almost an, an irritated observer 
Mm. to pressing in and engaging with people. And I think that's where honor starts, Mm. is to remember that the people, every single person we have the privilege Mm. of being in their presence, they bear God's image, whether or not they acknowledge Him Mm -hmm. as their Savior is even existing. Mm -hmm. Because of His mercy, He could have created us without his image. Mm-hmm. He yeah. could have created yeah. us to look like something else. He yeah. could have said, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna press the imprint of a butterfly on mm-hmm. everybody and then maybe they'll be kind. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm setting my very yes. image. Mm-hmm. So we were wired for community mm-hmm. because he exists in perfect community, mm-hmm. but we were also wired to give each other honor. Yeah. How have y'all learned mm-hmm. to honor people in your life, yeah. both friends mm-hmm. And people that you aren't yet friends with, or you wouldn't choose to be your friend. I am not a wooer. So I am a fighter by nature and just profit right and wrong. And whenever I was in sixth grade, my my parents, every day I got home from school, I'd run to my computer and they were like, what is she doing? I'd have my Bible. It had a lot of tabs. And I would just sit there <laughs> like this. And after a few days, my parents came in and said, what are you doing? And I said, I am writing back every blogger that ever wrote bad about my dad. Oh, and I guess my dad's a pastor. Oh, wow. And uh, a lot of people really like him and some people don't. Yeah. And I, it was so personal to me. And then it was hard for me because a lot of the things that were written online, this was before social media. Um, right. But there would be like a very clear spiritual or biblical reason. Like, yeah, like you right. know, like yeah. they had distorted something. So I was like, no, it's because right. that's in scripture and all of that. Um, and I remember my dad coming in and saying, it is not your job to defend me. Yeah, And yeah. it was very hard to get to the place of that. And then God Fast forward that called to ministry when I was little, but for me, that looked like going into counseling. And counseling, I guess in my mind, I thought it was going to be me talking, sharing all of my wisdom mm-hmm. with whoever was sitting there. Mm-hmm. And it was just eight hours of listening See, at the time. That's why I need yeah, to and which I'm not, you know, I was not a good listener, but. It, it was so important because having a biblical background and having the blessing of growing up in a Christian family, but actually getting to listen to where people are coming from yeah. and where that hurt's coming from mm-hmm. and why yeah. it's yeah. not that you're light on scripture, light on truth, but communicating in a way where people mm-hmm. can hear it. Mm-hmm. And that was just wonderful training for me. And I, mm-hmm. I see Christians and obviously I've struggled with it before myself where it's almost like they're mad. Like they're like, why don't you understand this? Don't you right. know that's wrong mm-hmm. or don't you know? But really understanding that God uses us as healing agents in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, they don't meet God until later in life, but we get to be that person that represents them. So that's been something for me, really understanding where people are coming from while not wavering and communicating truth, but saying it in a loving way. Honor and relationships, I can't help but think about Aretha Franklin, so R-E-S-P-E-C-T. But just realizing that you're not better than the other person. Maybe you have a different experience. Maybe you have more expertise. But at the end of the day, we're all made in God's image. And so realizing that, truthfully, sin levels the playing field. We're all sinners before Christ and before God. And it's only because of Him. Paul says, by God's grace, I am what I am. And His grace to me was not without effect. And so when we remember, not to condemn ourselves, not to shame ourselves, but remember truly how much we've been forgiven, that helps us honor 
everyone, but especially those people who are sometimes hard to respect and hard to honor. I think it's true too. Like, I find that I'm black and white as well, and I am quick to call something out that I don't yeah. <laughs> think I agree with. Yeah. But um, I found that it's easier for me to actually overlook that what you're talking about in someone that isn't a believer. Right. Like, I'm just mm -hmm. like, oh, you know what? Right. I'm going to see the God-shaped hole in them, and I'm going to yeah. see the Imago Dei mm -hmm. that's in their life, mm -hmm. and I get more frustrated and have a harder with time believers. <laughs> with believers. <laughs> yeah. And then I find that, yeah. well, wait a second, you're the one that's now acting like it is that, yeah. <laughs> that right. you're right. getting angry at them for. But right. I get so upset when mm -hmm. I find like, okay, well, why is that person not being loving, or why are yeah. they not, or why are they not? Um, honor it's funny because as a mom to three girls I constantly think we are instructing our children regularly to do unto others as you would have them do unto you like do unto we, I, I must say that 150 times yeah. I feel like every single week yeah. like remember if you want if you want your sister to treat you that way <laughs> then treat her that way yeah. put yeah. that seed in the ground yeah. that you want to reap in your relationship and yeah. somehow yeah. we tell our kids all the things and we forget yeah. right. to do it ourselves yeah. we forget what it looks like to say hey I'm going to lay that down and I'm just going to honor them um I know, Lisa, you know this, but we had this event for a little while um, I did with my best friend called Dare to Be. Oh, and yes. we would go around the country and do these, you know, one night events for women. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that we would do every night is we would honor someone. Oh, I'm, we would, I'm we would choose out every bit of moisture <laughs> we in would my just body. choose someone and we had like an application process. Right. But, and we would go through and read these stories and I find the ones that deserve honor even more are the ones that are unseen, Amen, yes. that are yeah, that aren't yes. seen, but they're mm -hmm. actually the ones yeah. that make the church go around. The pastor is right. not the one that makes the church go That's around. Right. It's yes. all the people lay people that chairs. have jobs right. outside right. of the church yeah. that are still showing up yeah. regularly to 100%. serve in the house of God. I'm like, no, servant leaders, they're the ones that actually right. deserve honor. And we would read these stories and find these women who were overcoming these extraordinary circumstances and still staying faithful and still saying, right. but God. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you see that, you're constantly reminded of, wait a second, we also oftentimes kind of want the honor, but it's another mm -hmm. thing to actually constantly yeah. recognize yeah. those and find those that aren't the ones that are getting it, yeah. aren't the center of attention, yeah. right. but right. are the ones that actually make the world go round. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Are the ones that make the world I go I like around. what you're saying about acknowledgement because I think honor is obviously a heart issue. Everything with God is a heart issue. Yes. But I think it shows up in our actions a lot, yeah. whether it's our parents, that scripture asks us to honor our husbands, yes. uh, mutual honoring like the Imago Dei. Um, when I think about that acknowledgement, the Lord has challenged me a lot mm -hmm. um, with showing honor to people when he's put them on my heart. Yeah. And it won't always be on the stage, but right. I will say more in the past couple of years, I've been led to send that text message yes. and say, hey, I see you. You know, I see how your faith has grown or I know this was a hard situation or I know you had words and I saw you keep those words in your mouth. Go, girl. We're, we're getting there. You know, um, if you read through the epistles and I love Paul, he always, um, well, except for Galatians, they had a hard go at it. But he, he usually starts off saying, here's what I see in you. you know, I've heard of your faith. And that's important because he's about to bring some heat, but he always kind of opens up with this pastoral kind of thing. And I think, you know, regardless of your spiritual gifting, we all have a pastoral aspect to our relationship right. as believers. And man, 
I know how I feel. And like you said, some, some people will have platforms. Some of us are in ministry or you're a CEO or you're yeah. whatever you may be doing. Yeah. You may have a lot of exposure, but I know there's no room full of applause or no award right. that's different than that person sending you yes. a text yeah. saying, here's the thing. Yeah. And so right. I think we can honor one another easier than we think. You know, it just yeah. takes some acknowledgement. Yeah. I see you and I want to acknowledge what I see right. in you. Yes. And I think that's something that I have had, I've had to get better at it. And mm -hmm. I realized why well, I wasn't good at it in my marriage because <laughs> I yes. wasn't good at it in general. Um, I'm like, I want you to see me. <laughs> yeah. And God's like, no, I want you to see them. And so um, it's been something practical, not major, not gift buying, not all that. It's right. just a message. Yeah. Sometimes it's face to face. Yeah. Right. And it's like, hey, I know that 14 year old daughter that you were about to yes. strangle last week. She's yeah. alive this week. I just want to acknowledge it. I, I mean, acknowledge yeah, that. yeah. I want to acknowledge that when it was really hard, you know, you you leaned into loving yeah. her. And so, man, those things, they they do wonders but for And people. what you're saying even about, and I'm going to ask the theologians in the, oh, in the room this. about this because you brought this scripture up and this might be taking a bit of a turn for a second, but I do think it's going to speak to some people that are watching because you said the scripture, honor your father and mother. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, my parents just celebrated their 63rd wedding anniversary and mm -hmm. I have this very unusual, I'm learning the older I get, right. an unusual story mm -hmm. of parents that have loved each other, right. stayed together, right. loved God mm -hmm. and loved me. Yeah. To whom much is given, much is required. Uh -huh. right. But for those that are watching that are like, well, you're saying that. I mean, I'm trying to honor my friends, but how do I honor my parents? My dad abused me or my, right. uh -huh. I don't even have right. a relationship with yeah. my mom or how do I? And then you start to feel the yeah. shame of not being able to fulfill a scripture that right. God uh -huh. says, uh -huh. like, how do you do that? Uh -huh. You know, and I think it would be really beautiful for a few minutes just to even yeah. talk. What does that look like uh -huh. when it says, yeah. when the Bible says to honor your father and mother yeah. and you ha don't have, even have a relationship with them. Right. How do you, how do you walk I, that out? I love that you brought that up. I was actually going to talk about flipping the script in just a minute because it is, it is pretty easy to honor people who are honorable. Yes. Yeah. That's a word. So people yeah. who have lived, mm -hmm. who have not strangled their 14 year old, <laughs> right. people who have so been worthy. kind, but they're behind <laughs> the scenes. Yes. That's kind of a given. Mm -hmm. But Luke says, love those who don't yeah. love those, yeah. love right. you. Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of a biblical definition of honor would be the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And so I think if you practice Imago Day and you think of the other people that you have the privilege, even if they're not super kind, you actually have the privilege of being in relationship with because they bear God's image, they're image bearers, and you go, they are worth me extending the fruit of the Spirit. They're worth me being gentle with. They're worth me being patient with. They're worth me loving, even if they don't reciprocate the love that I've reflected to them. They're worth it because they're made in God's image and people matter to God. And so they should matter to me. I think that's honor. Missy was playing. There used to be this little play area. Remember in the sea concourse, mm -hmm. there used to be that little play area in the National Airport. And Missy was playing, and I'm just taking video of her because, you know, they're going to want it one day when she's president of the U.S. They're going to want these <laughs> videos of when she's grown up. And, and so I'm just, she's not doing anything but going down a little slide. And I hear this woman before she gets to me because she is just cussing into her cell phone. So I turn around. You, know, you give them that look like there are children here. Please don't use that language. 
Mm-hmm. And she's completely oblivious to me. And when I turn around and I see this woman, I was like, oh, wowzers. And her kids looked mad, probably because yeah. her mom was mad. And one of her kids, they were too old for the play area, but one of the kids thought Missy was alone because she saw a white mother with this beautiful Haitian kid and assumed I wasn't the mama. With her. Mm-hmm. And she shoved Missy and called Missy a racial slur. And and it's happened many times since then. But it was the first time it happened after I brought Missy in from Haiti. And everything rose up in me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm going to take this 11-year-old brat out. Mm-hmm. And yes. then I'm going to take yep. a mama out. Yes. I mean, I just, every, oh, yeah. I, I just, yeah. the, the, news the, the oh, yeah. it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. you can say anything <laughs> about mm-hmm. me. You mess with my yes. kid, yeah. I'll cut you. You're not saying But something so, I'll never forget it. Because sometimes I don't, I've never heard God's voice audibly, but you know, you hear his yes. voice so yes. loud, yes. unmistakably his voice. And he said, you want everyone to love your daughter. I want them to love mine too. And I thought, oh, I had completely missed that mm-hmm. cussing, poorly dressed woman mm-hmm. Was a daughter. bore God's image. Yeah. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How do I show respect, not fake respect, mm-hmm. not pretending like this wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal? How do I engage with her with honor, mm-hmm. even though she completely dishonored my child and me? And that is, I'm still in that learning place of, okay, it's real easy to honor and bless mm-hmm. those who mm-hmm. I like yes. mm-hmm. and who have blessed me. Mm-hmm. But to honor someone who's not honorable and yet, Scripture doesn't differentiate. Scripture Mm -hmm. does not say honor your mother and your father if they're honorable. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, some of the best advice I've ever seen was in a little tiny book by a guy named Gene Edwards called called A Tale of Three Kings. And he talks about how David honored Saul Mm -hmm. when Saul was trying to kill him. Mm -hmm. And David had the popular vote. David yeah. could have real easy gone on Twitter and dissed Saul yes. and everybody would have voted him king because everybody liked David, not as many people like Saul. And David said, I will not dishonor this man because God has appointed him to this, this position. And he found a way to sincerely honor Saul. Yeah. And so it goes back to what we talked about. Sacrifice is not passivity. Sacrifice is an act of because my creator redeemer told me to to be willing to give everything away for his sake. I'm going to do that. It's going to be an action. I think honor is an action if you do it in the biblical context. And it is I'm going to choose to find something where I can love them because while I was still a sinner, Jesus yes. loved me. Yes. So some measure of the grace he's lavished on me. Right. Yes. I had a father who's yeah. abusive yes. and, and I didn't honor him. I just escaped mm-hmm. and I just got as far away as I possibly could um, and was polite. Mm-hmm. And to learn in my latter years, my dad came to Christ before he died, but to learn in my latter years, let me find a way to to get into a conversation with him about things that matter to him. Mm -hmm. 
I can honor my dad that way. Yeah. Yes. Bass yes. fishing matters to him. Yes. I could give two hoots about bass fishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can ask him, yeah. did you yeah. catch anything yeah. today, Dad, yeah. on the phone? I can ask my mother, hey, will you put Dad on the phone? Mm-hmm. But it was really hard, not, and I'm still not yeah. great at it, mm-hmm. but I'm learning to go, this isn't about you protecting you. God's already got that covered. Yeah. You lean in and find a place where you're not opening yourself up to abuse, Mm -hmm. but where you're possibly reflecting grace. But I think too, it also comes to the heart because, which we've been talking about so Mm -hmm. much, is there are some relationships that actually you're never going to get that kind of even healing or opportunity, Mm -hmm. but you can honor them by forgiving them. In your heart, they don't even, it might not be something where you're even with them to say, I forgive you. They may have already passed and you never had that opportunity, but you can honor them by in your own heart actually saying, I forgive you. I release you from that instead of allowing that to be a place of bitterness. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the ways that, that you can honor them. And listen, I don't know if you're feeling today like you've been dishonored, that you have been treated as less than or unworthy. Um, But before you get to how that relationship happened or how it ended or how that person treated you, start with this truth, that you are worthy of honor because you are made in the image of God. And He declares that you are valuable. He declares that you're a child of the King of Kings. And that truth needs to be foundational. It needs to be in your core. It needs to be repeated in your mind over and over again so that the hurt that you may encounter does not overpower the truth that God has already declared about you. And in that truth, then you can walk in the freedom of forgiveness because maybe that person will never change. Maybe that person dishonored you accidentally or unintentionally. Whatever the case may be, you can walk in the freedom of forgiveness and not be dependent on the opinion or the actions of others because our real truth, our real identity, our real honor is established by God himself. There's like such a discussion now just about abuse and people are talking about it more. That was like a main area I worked in and I'll never forget um, because we were in a group and so one of the women I was working with, she was significantly passed when she lived in the abusive household, but all secular psychology was, you need to remove, you need to heal, you need to watch out for you. And then when I talked to her privately, she's like, I just know I'm supposed to witness to my dad. Yeah. And I mean, people would almost like, like, oh, well, that's because you're codependent or that's because of, and she's like, I don't know what to say. Like the Holy Spirit wants me to witness yeah. to him. And that was the last time I, I, picked up my phone to listen to a message because I was switching jobs. And the message was, hey, Julia, I want you to know I just flew across the country and I'm going to meet with them. Mm -hmm. And so I just think like it's so neat that, of course, we need to protect and we need to heal, but God really can restore. Not always, Mm -hmm. but but there are instances where that can can happen. I think that tapping into that compassion in that way, and and you had said too, like we are at the mercy of the Father's forgiveness. And the second I forget that, I'm like, it's that's dried up. What do I have to offer? And I, I think about Jesus some of his last words, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And I'm like, for me, I am quick to judge. I'm a black and white justice Mm -hmm. type person until the Lord says like, everyone has a story. There's a reason why people are the way they are. And you don't understand, exactly. You don't understand what that would be. And I can feel whenever I tap into it, it's 
almost immediate. Yeah. It is immediate of the yeah. Lord's compassion of yeah. like, you'll never know the fullness of the story. No one will know the fullness of your story, yeah. right? 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 I am here as redeemer. I'm comforter. Right. Like I feel his advocacy over people who drive me crazy. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I feel his like, right. you don't know. Yeah. You don't right. know. And I, when I feel Jesus. his fathering, <laughs> yes, his defense right. over like yeah. and love right. over right. other people. Mm -hmm. I'm right. like, for me, it's, it's, I've somehow forgotten. I've distanced myself from the story um, mm. of that, him, him extending that same thing to me. And I think right. sometimes we forget that moment of right. forgiveness. We think it was this one time right. and, and we're not like the woman at Jesus' feet who is forgiven much and, and loves right. much. Mm -hmm. Do you know, I right. forgot the own, my own forgiveness right. that was extended to me. Right. And I'm, and I, and I get stingy in extending right. it to other people because right. I've forgotten. Right. We can't right. afford to forget. I think yeah. the, the frailty of who we are. Mm -hmm. We just are. We're at mm -hmm. the mercy of Jesus. Yeah, We're at yeah. the mercy of his right. kindness to us. And that doesn't make yeah. us weak or small or worms. That just makes us kids dependent right. on Jesus, mm -hmm. walking through totally. a life yeah. that hands us things mm -hmm. that we've never asked for. Right. Who knows what kind of day people are having? Who Absolutely. knows what just, you know, and I'm, I'm the worst at this. I'm the worst at yeah. it. But I, I always feel the Lord beautifully. Like I feel him come to my defense, but I feel him. Um, push back against me being like, well, you're on my side naturally. And he's like, no, yeah. you're all my kids. I'm not choosing yeah. sides. Yeah. Can you can you step in and, and yeah. join me? Honor has been something where, you know, I, I was taught when we honor, we don't honor because, you know, somebody might be acting in an honorable way. I honor because I am an honorable person and God placed that inside of me and I have that to give. So I can like, you know, I, my justice can get pretty high and I can be irritated when things go differently than I think they should. The the stepping back and remembering I am honorable um, because God made me that way, regardless of the situation, whether I'm being triggered by something that feels fair or not, has actually calmed me down enough to sit back, um, lean back on the Lord and His mercy and extend um, out of out of the principle of I am honorable, so I'm going to extend honor regardless of if I feel like it or it feels fair at the moment. You know, in a world like we were saying where it's easy to ascribe honor and worth where we see spotlights mm -hmm. and platforms yeah, and microphones yeah. and followers, very right. easy, very yes. easy to be friends with people when I'm gonna get something from you yeah, and true. when you could elevate me mm -hmm. to where I wanna go and, yes. and my dreams are resting in your hands. So yeah. I'm gonna just inch up, yeah. right. right? Like we're in a world where that happens, yes. right? Yeah. And when when someone has a bad day, I'm not quick to be the one who's forgiven much and loves much, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And I think for me, a real turning point, um, we uh, we lost our two-year-old a couple years ago. And I think for me, I, I was in the height of like all the things that I thought matter and do, it's beautiful, they matter, you know? But I think the way that my whole world mm. crumbled and I felt Jesus join me in that crumble yeah. over a two-year-old who has achieved nothing, uh -huh. wasn't potty trained, <laughs> nothing to show, mm. Um, mm. that our whole world stopped because she was worth that. Yes. Mm. Not for the accomplishments, not for the good days, not for right. the bad days, just for who she yeah. was, mm -hmm. for who she is. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, that's really reshaped. I, I need to think differently Absolutely. about people. Mm -hmm. I need to think differently about what makes us worthy of love and honor, yeah. what makes us worthy of 
you know, elbowing up next to you or believing right. the best. Um, right. Because I saw the way that Jesus mm. honored my two-year-old yeah. yeah. who has who had a whole life to live ahead of her and didn't get to live that yeah. life. But Jesus honored her, yes. honored her for who, however small, however broken, a bruised reed he will not break. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he will not smolder out that that wick that's just about to go. And yeah. I'm like, God, I, I need a compassion like that. Yeah. I need the yeah. recognition how close I am yes. to smoldering yeah. <laughs> that you would fan yes. the flame in yes. me so that Always. I could just, I could yeah. blow wind on people who are at That's their right. last mm-hmm. straw. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That yeah. compassion of the Lord. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like I have a limp from it in the yeah. best sort of way. In the best way. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You get the sufficient grace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get to keep Because I know my own frailty. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. my own weakness. Yeah. yeah. Man, that just brought tears to my eyes. So yeah. thank you for sharing yeah. that. Somebody needed to hear that. But I think one of the things that can create honor, um, thinking about your question, because I have a few friends who had, had that struggle with parents or whatever yeah. the situation may be, is, is taking that deep feeling of our own story right. and and saying, I may not know this person's story, but I know there's a story. Yeah, right, right, and yeah. so it's the single mom or the yeah. divorced mom who never speaks ill of that father right. yeah. because yeah. she can say instead, his dad was hard on him. Yes. His life was hard. Yeah. Right. He did his best. And and there could be all kinds of reasons to remove yourself for safety reasons. Right. But the honor comes in how we acknowledge that person yes. in our hearts and with our yes. lips. And so a person doesn't have to be around for me to honor them. Right. And and I have a friend of mine that brings tears to my eyes because she she had a dad that was not not a present or healthy or safe dad. And um then of course he started to need care because he, his yeah. health was failing yeah. and everybody else had abandoned him. And so he is now living with her. Wow. And she's like every day going, I just, there were a lot of things I wanted to say to him and yeah. they are yes. not, what do you want for dinner? Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, but I really think that she was only able to get to that point because yeah. in her heart, she had changed how she saw him. Yes. And so for those of those of you who have parents who are deceased or a person that's hurt you that's not right. here anymore, before even if you never get a chance yes. to change your action toward them, you can change yes. your heart toward yes. them Absolutely. and start to say, okay, yes. God, I can honor this person because mm-hmm. there's probably a story. Maybe you know the story, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee yeah. you. I say to myself, I can honor a person because whatever reason I think they're not worthy of honor, I know that, yes. but for the grace of God. Oh, yes. amen. That had it been the right circumstances yes. and the right situation, the right exposure, yeah. I'd be in the same place. Amen. Yeah. And that that's the shift for me. When you can begin to look at relationships in life and what we face in life as a constant reflection of our relationship with our Creator. It's a constant opportunity to walk out what Christ has done for us, and then we get to walk that out in relationship with other people, relationships with our spouse, with our kids, with our neighbors, with our friends, and it can be really difficult. And when when we can ask Holy Spirit, okay, help me to have this lens, that I'm not looking at this opportunity of giving this person a second chance because they necessarily deserve it. I'm looking at giving them a second chance because Christ gave me a second chance and I most certainly didn't deserve it. And he gives me that over 
and over and over again through His grace. And I feel like whenever we can begin to truly understand that we are deserving of nothing, we don't deserve Christ's grace, but He gives it to us. And He gives us that opportunity to say, I forget, you know, I forgive you. Um, I'm giving you another chance. You fell down, you made a mistake. I'm gonna pick you back up again by the grace of God. And I'm gonna give you another opportunity. And when I think about how many times Jesus does that for me every single day, <laughs> not just once, but continually taking the old and making it new, as the Bible says, um, I think that when you can keep it in that perspective, it makes it easier to offer a second chance to someone. And it is a sacrifice because it's a risk, right? It's saying, I'm gonna take the risk that you may hurt me again. I'm gonna take the risk that you may do the same thing to me again, but what it's telling that person is, I love you and value you enough that I'm gonna give you the opportunity to hurt me again because I believe that you're worthy of it. And I feel like that's what Christ does for us every day. I love that you brought up Easter because I think we talk about forgiveness in glib terms nowadays. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get forgiveness, through the hermeneutic of Easter, yeah. it's not really forgiveness nope. because for us to recognize what we've been forgiven from and what it cost him, I was just doing a study of the two upper rooms, mm -hmm. uh, the upper room, the, the last supper and then the upper room in Acts. Mm -hmm. Some theologians think it's the same room. Mm -hmm. I don't know for sure, but you know, they're less than two months apart mm -hmm. and the posture is 180 degrees mm -hmm. different. In the Last Supper, they're jockeying for position. Mm -hmm. Who's going to sit next to you? Yes. They are just stinker pots. Even mm -hmm. they've, they've walked with Jesus for three years. Yeah. And the posture of Jesus, you know, he lays down, he lays down his scepter from glory and he picks up a towel and wraps around his waist and he washes their feet. Mm -hmm. They're nasty, grumbling, arrogant, selfish, yeah. narcissistic feet. Mm -hmm. What excites me is he washes Judas' feet. Yeah. 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 He right. does not exclude Judas, mm -hmm. and he knows exactly where Judas is going with those feet that very mm -hmm. same night. Mm -hmm. That's when he says, wow. everybody will know you love me by the way you love each other. They were yeah. stinkers. Yeah. He gives them that mm -hmm. jewel. And then less than two months later, the 11, of course, we've lost Judas. He also gave Judas uh, communion. Mm -hmm. He did. Slays me. No one was me coming. Yeah. Less than two months later, it says they were devoted to each other and they were devoted to prayer mm -hmm. back in the upper room. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Only two months have passed and they're, wow. they're completely different. The cross. Yes. The cross is the yes. difference. Yes. The cross happened yeah. between the supper room yeah. and the supper room. And wow. you go, oh, yeah. they, they were on the other side of the cross. Yeah. So they went, oh, that's what he meant. Yes. He didn't just humble himself and wash our feet. He stretched out his arms and said, they're worth it. Yeah. And I think if we live in the shadow of the cross, mm -hmm. then you never lose sight of what we've been forgiven of. Yeah, you never lose yeah. sight of, I'll choose to see their yeah. story. Explore more of the stories and inspiring content you love from Better Together on our YouTube channel, Better Together TV. Subscribe today and never miss a new upload.
But you know how in Job, it's so beautiful because when Satan tries to diss Job to God and says, oh, he won't stay faithful. And God says, I know Job. The punishment, the, the pain of Job was not punitive. It was a promotion. Mm-hmm. It was, he's going to walk this out in a way that actually he's not going to understand it, but it's going to bring me glory. Mm-hmm. Um, I've often thought of that when I've prayed for you, by the way, you. he will walk this out in a way yes. that others will see me mm-hmm. by the way he walks out. What is a, a, a heart wrenching situation? God said, no, 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 no. Let me tell you, but he immediately thought the best of Job. Mm-hmm. If you go back to creation, when the enemy comes to Eve and says, you know, maybe God's not as good as you thought he was, Eve was quick to believe the worst of God. And I thought that's the difference the cross should make in our lives. The difference the cross should make is I'm going to look for the story. I'm going to look for where they still bear the image of God, even though they've hurt me. I'm going to have the wisdom to not step in the ring so they can punch me again, yes. literally or metaphorically. Yes. But I'm going to be as close as I possibly can to not get hit again, to go, I'm yeah. going to look because mm-hmm. somewhere yes. in there yes. is yes. still the thumbprint. And God gave me a gift when he said, I'm going to give you the gift of forgiveness so you yeah. can be free. Right. Not because they yes. deserve it. Yeah. but right. So you don't have to carry this. This is too heavy for you. It'll crush your life. Mm-hmm. It'll crush your hope. Yeah. So mm-hmm. lay down the need. Yeah. for them to say they're sorry. Somehow, I feel like he, this is something he is, um, I feel like he's bringing us as believers yes. back to yes. the shadow of the cross. Yes. And you know why? Because I'm sitting here listening to all this conversation and um, it would change the world if we did this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If believers did this, if they could begin to see Imago Dei, yeah. In everybody, not yes. just those that believe like them, right. not just those that look like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reminded of this story. Um, my daughter, Gracie, we were in Sephora, which now with teenage daughters, we like to go to a lot. <laughs> the Lord is um, there. Yes. And um, there was a gentleman that was working in Sephora and you could tell that he probably lived a different lifestyle than we would agree with. Right. Um and I watched her find something mm-hmm. that she could compliment right. him for. Right. So I wa- he, he seemed angsty and you could feel different people's judgment towards mm-hmm. him. And I just watched my 15-year-old girl go up and go, your shirt is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love your shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one compliment, that one moment of saying, I see something in you. Right. Instead of seeing all the things yeah. that yeah, I right. go, Ooh, I don't get that. Right. <laughs> she said, I see something in you. And yeah. it, like it turned a light switch yeah. on yeah. in yeah. him. And instead of what I think sometimes happens is we become afraid yes. of what we don't understand. Yes. So we become afraid and we can point all the things. Well, that's mm-hmm. anti-scripture. That's yeah, right. not the yeah, Lord. Right. That's not how they were created. Right. We can do all these things. And right. so we point to all the things because we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and Showing love is not condoning. No. It's not no. saying, oh, I all of a sudden am saying it's okay to live this behavior right. that I don't agree yes. with yes. or that I don't think is in scripture or that I don't think. And somehow we've lost that ability yeah. 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 as yeah. the church right now. You're looking at this moment in time and we can always say this easy line, hate the sin, but love the it's sinner. Right. But what's happening is that 
the sinners are feeling hated. That's right. That's <laughs> Not right. their behavior, That's but the right. person. Yeah. That's right. And it's making them go, I don't want anything to do with the church. I mean, don't you just see the enemy at oh, work yeah. Yeah. in this oh, yeah. moment? Even within of, the church. It was yeah. literally becoming great people like, oh. yeah. And all of a sudden yeah. we're like just wanting to judge everybody for their just deconstructing right. their faith and they're doing this, but you're like, how did they get there? We're yeah. calling how did they get we're there? calling dishonor holiness and I'm like that's actually not a biblical concept and compassion is not the same thing as endorsement and he never gave us a requirement for honesty I'm going to make y'all sin management as part of your job description I think it's really easy to um, give honor to those people that we think are worthy of it or people that we understand or people that are from our same circle. But when you actually take a moment and just see people, not just see them, but see them, and you ask the Lord, help me to actually see this person as you see them. Maybe not um, as I'm seeing them in the natural, but give me supernatural eyes, Lord, to see as Lisa was saying on the show, I love she said, to see people as Imago Dei, see them in the image of God, that image of God um, that is imprinted on every single human life, whether they know it or not. And when you can ask Holy Spirit to give you supernatural vision to see people in the image of God all of a sudden it doesn't mean that you're seeing all of the things that you wish you could change about that person you're seeing the person that Christ came and died for and um, I think that's one of the ways that we can change the world is right now we're seeing this thing in this culture war and in this division of, you know, the, the church against this and the, the this against the church. And all of a sudden you can find yourself getting caught up in this rhetoric that was never modeled for us in scripture. But what was modeled for us was there is a way to stand for what is right, to tell the truth and still love and honor your neighbor. Jesus modeled it for us constantly. And I feel like if we could grab a hold of that, just that one thing of, man, I'm just gonna choose to see this person in the image of God, it would change the world. Yes. Compassion and endorsement yes. are segregated. Yes. And we think, well, to be kind to somebody, well, I'm affirming. And, and I go, no. no, to be kind to someone yes. is to be Christ-like. Yes. Yes. And to be compassionate, mm -hmm. that's the gospel. Yes. Mm -hmm. He didn't say be astute when you judge someone's motives. Mm -hmm. That's actually not in there. Mm -hmm. He said, be kind. Be kind. Yes. Other people will know you know me because you love them when they're difficult to love. And I am, I mean, I'm a Bible banger from the word go. I love God's word from cover to cover, but we forget it's a love story. Right. It's not a rule book. He gave us parameters for our promise. And if somebody's not walking the parameters that scripture gives us, we go, you're out of the club. And I'm like, honey, the point is they were never in the club and they're never going to get in it if you keep being hateful. So be kind, lay your life down with kindness. But you know, you said something that, and I know, I know this is what you were saying. I think it bears repeating. You said, you said that Gracie saw something in him. Mm -hmm. Gracie saw him. Yeah. Right. Gracie for a moment saw right. him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, if Christians would smile mm -hmm. yes. and look and people look in the eyes, eyes. Yeah. Right. Two, two really yes. easy 
very practical mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and just say, hey, yeah, how are you doing? Absolutely. That could cause revival yeah. um, because I, I think we've become very, Christianity has become a very privatized faith. Yes. And over and over again in scripture, God says, no, it's about community. It's mm-hmm. always been about community. Yes. 98% of the imperatives are given in the context yes. mm-hmm. of community. Yeah. All of Paul's, yeah. I want you to go yeah. live this yes. out. Mm-hmm. They're verbs you do yeah. with one another. And we have mm-hmm. we have almost elevated the Bible above people. Yeah, and yeah. our understanding of it. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, yeah. I think yeah. if you would yeah. stay out of the comment section. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> because you wouldn't say that to their yeah. face. Right. That's right. It's like that dishonor is easy to come out this yeah, way. That's right. But if you yeah. looked at people, you, there's no way mm-hmm. you would say those things to yeah. someone's and, face. And, and you're so, watching pharisaical behavior. It's like, right. it's like history has a funny yeah. way of repeating itself yeah. always. Yes. And I'm, I'm not pointing the finger. I'm pointing at myself because I, I find that sometimes I may be doing the exact same thing, but mm-hmm. you're looking at it and you're like, wait, this isn't the gospel. This isn't, this is religion mm-hmm. because we have a, a, church culture that right now is obsessed with behavior modification. Mm-hmm. They want to, and I, I'm not saying that there's not things that are black and white and right and wrong. There are things that are so, there's right and there's wrong. And there's things that we can stand up for that we should stand up for. Mm-hmm. But then we've lost the ability to go, well, I'm not trying to just legislate your morality or tell you that you have right. to behave this way yeah. when you're not even a Christian. Well, and it's not <laughs> either or. Like, like this exactly. is what's so interesting. So not it's to get too scientific, and. but we, uh, I studied a lot of neuropsychology and they would talk about how a lot of the ways that we hear even sermons or yes. we hear like our parents correct us as left brain. So it's mm. all analytical and it's all wow. instruction, but to actually, you have to engage the right brain, the connection, the feeling right. side right. so that there's connection yes. before correction. Yes. And it's interesting because both of your hemispheres have to be working mm. in order to really understand, okay, I'm loved and right. because I'm loved, I want to live differently. Sometimes I think we're born with a sense or, you know, raised with a sense of worthiness and it's not something that we struggle with. For other people, it really is a a battle to embrace our own worthiness and receive love and feel feel like that's something that um, we can stand in and hold. I would say if you struggle with worthiness and feeling unworthy, to me there's there's no shortcut than the reality of, okay, so Jesus gave everything that he is for us. Um, that puts a price tag on us that's beyond value, beyond measure. Um, and that can be true and we can know that in our heads, but I think oftentimes our hearts need to be ministered to. There's um, sometimes along the way we pick up whether it was a misspoken word from somebody else or something cruel that was done or said, we begin to carry this baggage of, um, of unworthiness. And I think it's this continual submitting back to the Lord and just saying, hey, you said I'm worthy. What's standing in the way of me believing that? What lie have I been listening to instead of the truth, which is, I am worthy, you've made me worthy. And I think just listening, listening to the Lord and being attentive to where where is the thing that I've been believing over your truth, repenting for that and inviting that love, inviting the things that we felt separated from, we begin to retrace our steps and find a new pathway with the Lord. 
my gut net says you just stepped on a really tender bruise for some people because I bet you a lot of people that we get to be in this conversation with have been wounded by someone who claims to be a Christian because they didn't fit their paradigm of what that looked like. And on the other hand, some of us have just been living real pharisaical lives. Um, if, if you're telling the truth, but you're not living a life that's saturated with compassion, all that is is a conceptual idea because God's truth is always connected to compassion. Um, first for us to understand His for us, and this for us, for us to reflect some measure of it in the way we love and honor people. So um, I'm going to force y'all to be estrogen and hold hands. <laughs> um, uh, something about touching. Jesus, 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 first of all, our little circle, we confess, Lord, that we, we don't always love well the image bearers you bring into our presence. And so we ask for your forgiveness for the places our hearts have not been uh, so tender toward other image bearers. Lord, I pray that you would replace any judgment in us with kindness and compassion. Um, Lord, we wanna be more like you. After you had healed the woman, uh, you let her tell you her whole story, 12 years of history. And you listened because you saw her in the same way Gracie saw that gentleman at Sephoris. Lord, teach us what it is to see the world around us. Um, teach us what it is that people would be so high on our list of priorities. They matter to you and they should matter to us. Lord, we pray for our friends, brothers and sisters who are listening into this conversation this week, especially those who, um, who feel invisible who don't feel seen, much less honored. And Lord Jesus, we pray two miracles. We pray that the presence of your Holy Spirit would permeate wherever they are right now, um, in a hotel room, in their living room, alone with an iPad. Lord, I pray that that somehow, some way, the miracle of your presence through the paraclete, our comforter, the Holy Spirit, um, that, that that your presence would be unmistakable to, to them, that they would almost gasp at, oh, I feel like God mm-hmm. is holding me. And Lord, Lord, we pray for the miracle of an encounter with a Christ follower who is kind yes. this week, yeah. that they'll meet someone who is just so kind to them uh, for the sake of Christ. Thank you. As Callie said, while we were still sinners, you loved us. You sacrificed your life for us. You honored us. You elevated us. Oh, Jesus, would you teach us what it is? Would you, uh, would you teach us to reflect what you've modeled before us that we would love so well for your sake, the people you allow us to be in relationship with? We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your ongoing forgiveness. Uh, we are so grateful for your supernatural compassion. We ask these things by the power and authority of your name, King Jesus, and by the authority of the blood you shed so compassionately on our behalf. We love you, Jesus. Amen.